Decoding Today, French surfer Justine Dupont. Hi guys, it's Mathias Dandois. And thanks for tuning in to the Decoding Athlete podcast with Red Bull. I'm a BMX Flatland professional rider, eight times world champion. I've traveled in over 80 countries in my life and met with hundreds of different athletes. Now, I started this podcast because I want to find out what does it really take to become an extraordinary athlete and help other young talents to find their path. It's already episode 5 of the podcast. We already had amazing guests like Danny McCaskill, Scotty James, Kelly Munnings and Tom Pages. You don't want to miss any of these episodes, so make sure you subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and every other podcast app. You can also watch the video version of the podcast and the vlog on my YouTube channel. We'll link it all below in the show notes. For today's episode, I met with French surfer Justine Dupont in Nazaré. It's a little surf paradise in Portugal. Justine became world champion at just age 15. She'd qualify for the Olympic and she's probably served the biggest wave ever as a woman. On the episode today will be Fred too, a body surf world champion and Justine best bodyguard. Justine told us about so many interesting things. From being scared to surf a one meter wave to ending up surfing a building. She's telling us the feeling of surfing 20 meter wave the relationship she has with Fred, her boyfriend, who is basically towing her into giant water monsters, and last but not least, all the effort they put in to entertain their follower. Listen until the end if you want to know who will be the next guest. Welcome to Decoding Athletes, Justine Dupont. We are in Nazare, Portugal, in Justine's Dupont apartment. There's a bunch of uh, surfing gears, a lot of video equipment, submarine equipment, lots of uh, yoga things. I'm uh, trying to give the listener a little bit of uh, an insight of where we are. Justine, welcome. Thank you so much. Hello. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, it's a pleasure. Well, if in the end, this is your invitation. We are in yeah. your flat. You know, so. <laughs> sure. Thanks for the invitation. You're a big wave uh, surfer and much more than that. And I'm going to be picking your brain for the next Hello. hours or minutes or years. Like, I don't know. Let's see. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck, good luck with that. <laughs> and now like straight to the point, you surfed the biggest wave ever surfed by a, a woman a few months ago. I would really like to know like when uh, you were on top of that wave looking down at it, like what went through your brain at that very moment? I would say nothing. Nothing goes to your brain at that moment. Before, yes, you are asking yourself, I am ready for that. I am, am I okay? Am I uh, ready enough? I am trained enough. And then you go and it's like your brain stop and you're just here living the moment. Just every sense is, is kind of opening and you're just here. And so I was just surfing. And for sure, I was 100% focused in the same time to, to all the, the movement, all that, that was happening around myself. And, uh, but yeah, 100% focus and kind of like no noise almost, like uh, in a bubble almost and like flying, like, uh. It was feeling yeah. good or scary? Good. Yeah. It was feeling awesome before to take the, the choice, uh, the decision to go on the wave. This is the kind of 
timing, like you, you stress, you, it's scary a bit. And then when you, as soon as you took the decision, it's, it's okay. It's, let's it's, go. It's insane because to, to give the listener a little bit of a perspective, it's bit 21 to 23 meters wave, probably. Yeah. We don't know yet. We it's, don't know it's yet. It's not yeah. a, a official record. They need to take the, enfin, to measure it, measure the wave. So if the wave is more than 20, one meter is going to be a record for me it's my record for sure and i think yeah it's it's a huge wave for sure so do you know how many stories of a building it is like 21 meters like two i don't know it's a lot of i don't know i think it's more than six for sure definitely more than six so just like imagine you guys were listening you are in the water and there is a goddamn seven stories building moving towards you and you are surfing it. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's so crazy. Surfing is the best part of it because you can take this on the head, on right? The head on the well. head. Yeah, well. This is when it, when it goes wrong. But, um, before you got into big wave surfing, you were one of the most, uh, and you still are one of the most uh, achieved, uh, water woman because you are, Vice world champion of uh, longboard or like le, yeah. no yeah longboard longboard and uh, stand up stand up paddle and surfing and like it's crazy. Can you tell me a little bit of uh, how like surf started to happen for you and like your life in the yeah. water back then? I don't know. Yeah, I started surfing at 11 years old. We was going on the beach with uh, with all my family and it was more a time that we share that we it was kind of freedom time. That We stay like all the day in the water, no rules, just having fun with your friend, with your family. And uh, I liked really a lot this and being around by the, surrounded by nature, just, uh, just yourself. And you can really feel like the, the ocean be part of it. This is my biggest passion. And then surfing for sure, having fun on the wave. But I really love to be in the ocean. So I had no focus on using one kind of board. I was just more focused on having fun in the ocean. So for me, having a big board and, uh, if the day was kind of small and the board was the, the better for the day, yeah, I would just choose, uh, choose uh, the equipment who will be like the most fun equipment for the day. For sure. Yeah. And then like competition started to come pretty early into your life. In 2006, you were a national champion. Yeah, and uh, I did second on longboard uh, pretty young as well. But I didn't want to compete at the beginning, like for surfing. I was competing, running, athletism, and uh, uh, swimming, and this kind of other sports. But uh, surfing for me was more like a freedom sport that I didn't want to have rules applying to, to it. So yeah, I had a little bit of uh, trouble at the beginning, but then I was like, okay, I, I won my first contest and I was like, okay, it's still fun. Uh, I like it. I want to, to keep going. And at the beginning as well, going for a contest or you, you, you have timing and you know that you will have the contest this weekend. And if the wave was, was big at this weekend, we will have, uh, yeah, that make me scared. Yeah, that made me scared. Sure. So the, so anti- the anticipation of knowing that yeah, you know no. you're gonna have some big waves and yeah, and more the anticipation about the big wave for me was big, like one meter or something like this. And so I didn't want to be like uh, you have to go in the water. So I was like, oh no, I, I still don't want to compete. But then yeah, I won my first comp- contest, so I was like, yes, it it's fun good. and yeah, yeah. 
But it was weird because, yeah, I was scared and, uh, and now it's kind of the same feeling about being scared, but you want way more than you are scared. Yeah. And let's go, let's go with the scary thing because what you do is obviously super scary, surfing uh, some of the biggest waves in the world. What kind of relation do you have with, uh, with fear? Do you love, because for me, like when I ride my bike and I have to do something scary, Sometimes it's good to be a little bit scary, but if you are too scared, I know if I'm going to do it, then I'm going to crash and it's not going to go good. I think there is a fine line between being too scared and not enough scared. I don't know if it's the same for you. What's the, what yeah. relation do you have with fear? Yeah, it's it's the same. I, I really uh, need this fear, and for sure, because when you 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 feel the the emotion when you're scared, you all your body and everything is getting on a alarm mode mm -hmm. or instinct mode, or, and uh, you are more ready, you are focused. I I need this to to serve big wave because you need to have your mind like focus 100% to what you are doing and uh, not thinking about, oh, I didn't uh, answer this email or something like this <laughs> <laughs> in the water. Sure. Yeah, so so you need this kind of fear for sure. And too much, I don't think it's good because if you've got too much fear, that means that you're not ready enough. You're not not having enough preparation. So you're not confidence, uh, trust mode. So So yeah, I would say like it's it's a mix. You need fear, but you need not too much. And uh, the fear helped me the day before because then you, I don't know, you you are more like focused on what you are doing and getting the equipment ready. I I am becoming like more calm, more okay. What uh, what I need for tomorrow is everything hundred uh, percent ready, and uh, that helped me to to balance my fear because I I, I check. Kind of, okay, this, uh, the equipment is ready. Check. Okay. My training is not uh, the time anymore. It, it was before and, uh, I'm confident uh, on my training. Check. And, uh, so like this, before to go in the water, you know that, uh, everything is checked in your mind and, uh, and the fear can, can be there, but just playing with you be there because it's normal. You're a new man and you, you feel the emotion and it's, it's normal. It's oh, for sure. And uh, you told me that when you were a kid, And, uh, you know, you had to surf a contest and you know, the waves were big and you were scared. And now you surf the biggest waves in the world. What was the turning point between being scared by a one meter wave into like surfing buildings? You remember like what made you go to big wave surfing? What was the, the story behind it? Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but it's, it's just step by step. And, uh, I was kind of, ah, oh. I'm scared. It's not really normal. I would love to not feel this. And so I was like, okay, let's go in this kind of wave. And, uh, I was improving every day. And then I was like, oh, I, I kind of like it. And I kind of uh, can't wait to have a little bit more bigger and powerful condition to test myself again. So it was more a game that I had with me, like playing with my uh, own limits. And um, I was setting my limits. Okay, I can surf one meter. Okay, let's go tomorrow. Maybe one meter and ten centimeter. Okay, tomorrow the day after. And uh, I was yeah really improving step by step. And uh, I just figured that I was liking it and I was even loving it. And I was looking for it. The adrenaline yeah. that it gives you, or just like the adrenaline, but even just the the feeling of being alive, being looking for um, solution like your face of 
you are front of something that you you need to figure out you need to to you are front of yourself and you need to to deal with yourself and uh, i really like it because you that makes you grow way faster yeah you learn uh, about yourself how to deal with the emotion and when you you know yourself and you know how to deal with the emotion life is way way better yeah, for sure so, yeah. we we have different life problems <laughs> you and me but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> i don't have to deal with buildings of water but <laughs> but yeah and and now you are 28 and you moved to uh, Nazare for the past four years, if I'm yeah. right. Nazare is a place uh, in Portugal where there is a special uh, natural thing happening that creates some of the biggest wave in the world. It's funny that your boyfriend, Fred, that you are working with, and we will come back to that later, told me that to surf in Nazare makes you uh, lose a little bit a sense of what's big and what's not. Since you surf the biggest waves every day, then like when you go to other spots, it's kind of like a joke. Maybe like, not a joke, but like, you know, you know what I mean? Like maybe drive me through the process of surfing every day in Nazare. It's crazy. You, you need to adapt to this uh, place. And uh, as soon as you are in it, you are, I don't know, there is a magic about Nazare and you, you feel like you're part of the, the place and, uh, and you're watching and you are in the big waves like every day. So at the end of the, the winter, at the end of the month, the day, you're not dealing with uh, the dimension of the wave. You don't really care about this. You are just in a powerful ocean and you're, you not even figure it how big is it, it is. So. Yeah, it's kind of funny and it's kind of weird and it's kind of scary as well. Because when you go in other place and when it's, it's a really big day, the day after it's, uh, the, the swell is dropping. And, and when you look, um, from the lighthouse, sometimes you're like, Oh, it's not that big. <laughs> so you, you, you want to maybe, okay, I don't put the, this big life jacket, but no, you, you still need it. And, uh, it's kind of, uh, Yeah, not, not a joke, uh, as well. It's kind oh, of serious. Sure. So even going to other place, I, I, I really respect every place and every place have got the, their own risk, their own, um, tricky parts. So yeah, I respect every place, but Nazareth, it's a magic and different one. And yeah. it can be like the, the paradise and the evil. It's crazy place. And you can feel like the power, even from the lighthouse, from the shore, when you are looking at the wave, you, you feel the power of the nature. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, embracing everybody. I totally everybody. agree. Is it the, the big waves mecca for you? Well, like it is, yeah, it is a big wave mecca since few years. Now all the records are breaking here. And because of the canyon, there is a big canyon, really deep and really close to the shore. So there is a really geographic uh, effect, uh, who make this wave like happening, like so big, so, so huge. And, uh, yeah, you, you can't see this canyon as big as deep. Uh... So when we were filming for the vlog, because we filmed uh, for a vlog today, that's going to be, uh, available at the same time that podcast dropped and, uh, the link to the vlog is in the show notes if you want to watch it. I was on the beach and I was uh, looking at that special community of big wave surfer. And you were telling me that basically like all the best big wave surfer were on the beach today. It could be like body surfer, or, like big wave surfer from Germany, from Brazil, uh, you guys from France. What's the relation you guys have all together? There is a tiny uh, community who live here in Nazare. And, uh, so, so we know each other uh, really well for sure because it's a little town. So we are 
all the day in the water on the beach together. And this community is, yeah, is really close. We speak a lot about improvements, uh, on the big wave because it's still kind of new. We, we can really advance on some, some equipment, some security points and lot of things. And, and big wave, you, you need the security and you need other people watching you and take care of you because so many days the jet ski is broken. If the jet ski broke, you, you need to, to have somebody looking at you and coming, uh, to rescue you. So we know this little committee really know that we, we need to take care of each other. And it's an, it's a really nice vibe, really nice. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. Nice uh, it, it looked like an incredible and, vibe. And, and then when there is like really big swell, you can see like there is some surfer from uh, around the world coming and they are more coming for the swell. So you can, it's, it's kind of a different community growing up and, uh, uh, there are more, more people and, uh, it's, it's kind of different. In some swell, it can be like really nice. In some, when there is like, on the forecast, a really big size of the swell, you know that, okay, tomorrow that is, it's possibility that some record can be beaten. And this day you're like, okay, sometimes the, the vibe, the feeling is, is more uh, competition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of more competition. So, so this is not the part that I really like, but you need this kind of good contest. Sometimes, but, um, yeah, on, on a huge day, sometimes it's kind of a, a bit tricky. Yeah. Even though, uh, there is a competition and who is going to serve the, the biggest wave, there is a massive, uh, risk factor, but you guys try to anticipate it with a lot of security. And, uh, I think I'm, it's, it's time to, uh, to call the guy that take care of you, your guardian angel and the guy that put you yeah. into the wave. We're going to call your, your boyfriend, uh, Fred. <laughs> Fred. 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 <laughs> Fred. <laughs> we have a new guest on the show. He made uh, the best arrival ever, dropping his tea. <laughs> so we had to clean the whole place. <laughs> All the way from South of France. Welcome, welcome uh, Fred, on the podcast. You are um, a body surf world champion. In uh, yeah. 2012, yeah, you are uh, Justine' uh, boyfriend, but also a, a guardian hey. angel, <laughs> and uh, you are on the jet ski, looking out for and putting her in the wave. We were just talking, um, so about that big wave surfing community and uh, how it can be competitiony sometimes between like some of the guys to surf the biggest wave, but there is still a, a massive risk factor. So you guys try to have the the best security uh, possible. Maybe just tell me a little bit about about your role on the on the jet ski for uh, Justine. My role on the jet ski is to find the wave. So to find the best spot to wait for the wave, to find the wave that Justine likes and to put her on a position where she will be able to serve the best she can. And uh, then when she releases the rope and go serve the wave, I have to follow the wave and pick her up after the wave because the next one's the, coming. How many like seconds do you have between two like sets of waves? It depends, but it's something like uh, 10 to 15 seconds yeah, or maybe less, sometimes less. It depends of where she pop up after the wave. If she finished the wave far, we have more time. But if she fell, it depends on the time she spent underwater mm-hmm. and uh, when she pop up. And sometimes she pop up right before the, the other wave, so I cannot get her. And sometimes she pop up fast, Whoa. so I can get her. Because if you are wondering at home, listening why uh, they need a jet ski, 
they are not lazy. <laughs> It's just because the, the waves they are surfing are so big that they can obviously paddle with their hand. They need a partner to uh, help them getting some speed from the jet ski. So imagine like a wakeboard behind the boat and then like get enough speed, but you have to let go of the rope at the exact very moment and Fred has to put you on the wave at the exact very moment. But there is not only Fred and uh, you, Justin, there is a, a whole other bunch of people. Can you tell me like what yeah. other people are like needed for the mission to be successful? Yeah, big wave surfing for me now, it's, it's a team sport for sure. So we are the, the, the main thing about big wave. Um, our team, team is yeah. our, is both of us. Yeah, this we is are the main, the, the main point of the team is us. And then there is uh, André, a friend that is on the lighthouse, on the cliff, and uh, he's got a radio and he, he, he tells Fred when uh, he can maybe... He speak. helps me with the where he's on the lighthouse, he can see really far on the ocean and he can see the waves coming. So he'll, he's telling me there's waves coming and then he's telling me how many waves are on the set. So it depends if there is like three waves or six waves. If there is three waves, it's important to get one really fast. But if there is six waves... Like, uh, I don't want to put her on the first or the second because if she felt that was four of the waves that are gonna land on her head. So this is really important. And he also helps me when she's surfing. He's telling me which side of the wave she's going and where she is on the wave. So um, when I'm behind the wave, I cannot see her. And he's telling me, okay, she's going left, she's going left, she's going left. She's down. So when he says she's down, I have to stop and wait. Or she exits the wave and she's right in front of you. And... So he helps me with the radio. And there is another guy. This year is Clément. He's, uh, and he's coming uh, in two days for the next one. And he's uh, lower on the lineup. And he's, he's on a, another jet ski. And he's here surfing. And he's coming toward the waves when she's, while she's surfing. Normally, he has to reach her at the end of the wave. And he's there in case I cannot get her. He will get her. When I follow the wave, I listen to Andre and I look at Clément where he's going. If he's, he's not driving fast and just following the wave, I know she's surfing. But if I see him coming towards me, that means she fell. And then we set up behind the wave and we wait, we wait to see her face popping up and then we go. Well, maybe because you can, you cannot go without seeing her, right? Like, yeah, because I don't know how far she is and how far she went with the wave. When she fell, there is so much water that uh, her body gonna roll with the wave. And then it depends on the time when she pop her canister or uh, inflation vest. She will pop up really fast or she will like pop up a long time uh, after. Wait, there, do you guys have like inflation vest? Like, yeah, we do. We do have like uh, something that you can. <laughs> she has an, an impact vest yeah. under. So the impact vest is uh, full of foam. So this impact vest is perfect because even if you your material is not working, you know that you will uh, finish on. It's on some surface. foam to make your body float and to protect from the impact of the the fall. And then mm -hmm. she has an inflation vest over it. And, and you've got canister like uh, 32 gram or 38 gram of CO2. CO2. And, uh, and then when you pop up the, the thing, the canister open and you, you are inflate full the, of uh, air and you are going like an airbag. And, yeah, yeah. So like all, all these uh, safety nets, but sometimes things go wrong because life is not perfect and, uh, and, and you go down and then uh, you have to react 
pretty fast. Your last uh, big crush was uh, in Joe's in uh, 2018. Yeah, one year ago. Can you like maybe explain us a little bit what happened and like what Fred has to do when you crush? So it was different because uh, this crush happening during a contest. So Fred wasn't doing the safety. He was a uh, little bit on the side. So he saw the action, but he wasn't able to be there. And um, yeah, I just took a, a wave on the head and uh, I was kind of inflated. So I, I went with the lip, with the water. And it was like if I was in the white water, I don't know, yeah, waterfall. And uh, I was jumping and going into the water, Closing with a wave. So yeah, the, the explosion, uh, I could feel uh, in my body and my body explodes as well. <laughs> so yeah, as soon as uh, I got this wave on the head, I knew that I, I had some injury. And uh, when I, I pop up, I, I couldn't really see. I was just uh, watching white and some little star. So I couldn't really see uh, the other wave, but I knew that I had to breathe, to be calm, because I, I will have another wave on the head <laughs> coming. So yeah, I took another wave and then, uh, and then the security was there. There was few jet ski. It was tricky to, to go on the jet ski, to jump on the ski, because I had just one leg and one, one shoulder. So it was kind of weird. And I've got, I had the inflatable vest uh, on the, shoulder that was uh, out of the so dislocated. yeah dislocated so yeah it wasn't really funny it was like 30 minutes of uh, really pain and uh, yeah I didn't like this 30 minutes of my life but <laughs> <laughs> it's like this and yeah as soon as I was on the boat I heard Fred Fred was there and and the, the medical staff told me uh, be calm and they put back the the shoulder so I was like okay It's time to rest, to go to the hospital, to figure out how many times I will be out of the water and when I will be able to go back to Big Wave. That so. Was was it your first thought when you got injured? Like, when yeah. is the next time I can go to, to surf Big Waves again? First thought, teammates, I will not go on the final. I will not compete this, <laughs> this final. I will not win this contest. And I will not surf another Big Wave. She was really going to win the contest. Yeah. Like, she was doing way better than all the other surfers. Uh, and I it was, was the biggest day ever they surf at how in Hawaii that day and none of the girl catch any wave and the girl won the contest won with two wipeout and she catched the biggest wave ever served by a girl before that this wipeout and she surfed another wave she fell and then she got injured with one wave on the head on the outside and she was, was gonna win for sure <laughs> I don't know, you never, you never know, but it was frustrating because, because I was at outside and I already had a, a wave that I will be on the final for sure. But, but the wave came and I didn't even fall on the wave or did a mistake or anything. It just, the wave came and was bigger than the other one and took me. So it was kind of frustrating to, to be here to on the lineup. Hey, come on. Oh, why is this wave is, mm. is coming from far further and uh, breaking on my head? But. Yeah, we, we know the, the risk and, uh, I paid the price and now I'm fully recovered. So yeah. And then you served the biggest wave of your Life. career a year, yeah. a year later. D did that crash change your mindset? Like, did something click in your brain? Uh, it's hard to tell because at the beginning I was really focused, uh, uh, on the education on everything. I didn't want really want to think too much about it. I, I, I think about it. I write, I, okay, uh, what's the positive, what's the negative, what's, what's the thing that I need to improve, why I did, I had this injury and 
what I should have done or, and then you, you, you just need to keep going and to, to set some new goals and, uh, to go for it. So it was my re-education going as soon as possible, uh, in the big wave. And so it was okay. And then I had a, a contest in France, uh, world championship longboard. So I had a good time until the winter uh, coming. And, uh, no, I was just, uh, frustrating to stop the winter just after two months. Because I just had the opportunity to surf uh, September, uh, October, November, and then I got injured, so I was uh, frustrating. So as soon as the winter went back, uh, this winter I was like, okay, I want to surf, I want to catch wave. Uh, I know that I, I am prepared enough, I'm, I'm okay, so let's do it. Fred was motivated as well. He, he didn't even question. I didn't even question myself about stopping or getting or going slower or not. No, it's not possible. If you want to do it, you need to do it 100%. He actually told me earlier today that after the, that crash, you wanted to go even bigger and even faster in the wave and he had to adapt. Is yeah, it? but I don't know if it's a crash. It's more like the time that uh, it was like you said, my fourth winter here in Nazareth. And so you, you know, first winter is di discovering the place. Do I like it? Yes or no. Second winter, it's learning a lot. Uh, third winter, you're still learning and you, you have experience, but you still want to learn. For, for my approach, I wasn't really. You want really. to learn all the time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, long. <laughs> I knew that I wasn't really 100%. I wanted more experience to, to know more about the place, uh, my, my surfing, my approach and everything and my team, the confidence with the team as well. And, uh, and yeah, fourth winter, I was like, okay, fully confident that, uh, I did all the things possible to have the best preparation possible uh, i was feeling okay preparation confidence with the team we've got a great team it's amazing having fred having clement is a really good friend and he's his lifeguard uh, as well and uh, he's, he's got like the same approach uh surfing than fred so it's it's really good uh, i'm really lucky to have all the team together and everything set up like naturally in fact and i like like it as well It's not like uh, you're there because uh, because of money, because of no, it's pure passion. Like yeah, our friend, you're gonna drive again ten hours to be here, and and us, we we are living here. Uh, so yeah, that's perfect. But surfing is kind of a waiting game as well sometimes because you are dependent on a natural element. Like for me, I'm going to the skate park. The, the quarter is always the same and it's always going to be there. So if I want to ride on Monday, I'm going to be riding on Monday. And I decide to ride on Monday. But you, you cannot really decide if you're going to ride on Tuesday or on Wednesday. If the wave wants to come on Friday, you need to wait for the wave on Friday. So what do you do during your uh, off time in Nazareth? What's your typical day off the wave? There's not that much really of day in fact Nazare is so so consistent you got wave like every day even a small Nazare was kind of today and still powerful so still a really good training going swimming going with a shortboard and so there's not that much of day but otherwise we just um, work on the computer that we not have done during the surfing days <laughs> what's, what's the what's the preparation of the board like do you do anything to get ready for big wave surfing or yeah it's it's more uh, before the season uh, summer uh, end of summer time because the season is so long then 
it's like six months or something like this. So you need to be ready before. So it's more physical training, uh, all breathing training as well. Breathing, a uh, lot of breathing training. Yeah, all breathing training. Yeah, on the on the s swimming pool, we go there, and uh, Fred is doing it on the bike as well. But it's more like uh, during summertime. Then during winter time, it, uh, I go to the gym, but it's not a big training. It's more um, to warm up, to wake up the the muscle, to to don't lose the the muscle that you built during summertime. Is uh, apnea important when you do big wave surfing? Yeah, we, we went to the club in France and we practiced uh, with instructor uh, during two years in the row and uh, we was going two times a week and we was really into it and we learned a lot and it was a good time for, for us to, to improve on our breathing training on apnea and it's for sure a big help for the confidence because you, you know that you can stay okay a little bit more than four minutes, Fred more than five minutes underwater. That means that during big wave, you will have to stay like maybe if you stay 20 seconds, it's going to be a really long and big wave on the head. So it's more like 15 seconds, 10 seconds, something like this. But it's intense. It's way different because when you... It's harder to stay... 10 seconds with the wave, then five minutes with our wave. But like no, it's harder it... in the mind and in the body. And, uh, so we train to like to stay a long time doing nothing in the pool. It's good because in your head, you're like, okay, I stay five minutes so I can stay 10 seconds with no problem. But then we, we work a lot, uh, on the bike or in the pool to have a high heart rate and then to stay. 10 seconds without breathing and then to breathe for two seconds and then stay 10 seconds again breathing uh, without breathing and we try to make what happened in the ocean in the pool or on the bike and that's what give us more confidence so you bring your uh, your bicycle at the pool you pedal as fast as you <laughs> can <laughs> in the room and it's a electric bike yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if you do this like we were doing it driving, like holding grace between the roundabouts, or then what in do a, you mean? Don't do it. Like we were we were doing like it was. We when we were doing it, it was like in a, in a subway in Paris between the doors when they open, we brace and when they close, or yeah. trying to find all the kind weird. of different Everybody. like uh, games. But the easiest and the, was oh on a bike God. in a room. <laughs> gonna try next time in Paris what surfers do when they're in Paris they just hold their breath in between metro stops we see, <gasps> we see it's funny because everybody's looking at you and you're becoming red and red like and this. more red everybody are like what the hell is doing oh my god that's so funny couple crazy people what are they doing just holding their breath just training bro easy big the start surfer. the start was when we were driving between the the kilometers uh sign you know there is uh, one the sign highway. every kilometers on the highway each kilometers you hold your breath and then you breath during one kilometer and then you hold your breath and then you drive from 10 10 hours from portugal to here so it was like long like <laughs> good times <laughs> but good don't times, do but, it but uh, it's no good like don't yourself. do it because uh, no. it's stupid no. yeah yeah it's why we we went to a club and to with instructor and <laughs> to do it we did a mix to of everything we tried what we learned and now we have our own stuff that is uh, working awesome. no, but apnea i think is 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 really important like Today, uh, you put me on the wave and, uh, <laughs> it was a really small wave, probably like 60 centimeters. And, uh, <laughs> I crashed and, uh, I kind of felt like I was in a washing machine. 
it was really powerful and really scary. And I, yeah, I've, if I had to hold my breath in this condition for 10 seconds, that would be insane. So like, I definitely understand why you guys are holding your breath between metro stops. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> and you never know when you catch a big wave on the head, you never know. Sometimes you are in, in a kind of a bubble with more air than water. So it's not that powerful and you will pop out quickly. And sometimes the wave is a little, little bit smaller and you're like, okay, it's going to be okay. I will take this one on the head, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> and in fact, this one is more powerful yeah. and you, it's really more violent. Uh, I, Indian, so Indian it's is still nature, so you never. Yeah, know. you cannot control nothing. No, but this I mean. is a good thing as well. You need to learn how to to let everything go and just be patient and just yeah, be be here underwater and you will be able to to pop up uh, mm -hmm. this confidence by, that you will. By the way, if you want to see my uh, crash. You can watch it on the vlog today and uh, make fun of me uh, not breathing for five seconds on a 60 centimeters wave. Check the vlog out. I will say it's three seconds. Three seconds. <laughs> three seconds. But talking about vlogs, you are very uh, active on uh, social media. Like uh, a 2020 uh, action sport professional athlete should be because now I feel like we need to be more than athletes. We also need to be... Uh, Everywhere, you know, kind of a Swiss army knife. You started that uh, vlog series, The Quest, if I'm right? Uh, no, The Quest was a project with Red Bull okay. that we had uh, last year. And it's from there. We we was like, okay, we've got a lot of content and we can create content with the GoPro on the, on the ski, on the board. And uh, we kind of living every day different and every day I've got his own adventure. So it was, okay, maybe we should uh, start doing vlog. But then it's a lot of work, a lot of time. So I'm afraid we do okay with everything it. by ourselves and it took us so much time and energy and even money because uh, the the people, they want to see her surfing. But so if it's big wave, I put her on uh, the vlogs. We, we do both of us. So when she's surfing small wave, I can be on the beach and film. But then the people are asking for uh, aqua shots. So I cannot do aqua shots while I'm filming there. So we have to buy <laughs> aqua shots. But then when it's big wave, I cannot film and put her on a wave. So there is, we have to have like different angles and we have to buy shots from everywhere. And at the end, it costs us time, money and energy. But we see the result is really good. Like the people really likes and uh, we start sharing with people and people come on the beach now and then they speak to her about the vlogs, not even about the waves she surfed, but about the videos they have seen. Like this today, like someone came and ah. I see where you have been uh, eating this morning. And, oh, okay, it was yesterday, but yeah, I've been eating <laughs> yeah, there. And, then... and they ask more questions. They are more like natural. They, they ask about, oh, vegetarian, oh, how it's working. Yes, no. I feel like more, more relation, more um, connection yeah, with the people. Yeah, we create connection and... with the people way easier than with Instagram or with the performance or with everything. Like it's really uh, some, like we've been doing it for six months now. It really created a link between the, the people that follow her and, uh, more and her. Yeah, there is more exchange, more. Um, well, it's, it's good. amazing. Yeah. And like, we, but we... it's so much work. Like uh, we were doing one week, one a week, and now we're gonna start doing one a month, with maybe more quality or more time spent on. Uh, but we we couldn't follow. Like we couldn't do one a week. Was too much with the training, with the the swells coming, and we if we want to be ready and. Not tired and not like, uh, oh, I'm not one a month now. We're going to keep doing one a month. And 
Yeah, yeah, because we want to do the thing really properly and really good, and and you never know with nature. Sometimes there is one week full of big wave, and and then you've got the the vlog, so it's too much. But but it's good. The people that are following us, they're like super nice and pushing, and they're asking for more videos, more angles. When we told them like, okay, we're gonna stop like one a week and do one a month, they all understood. Like the, we we were like, okay, maybe they have ah, fuck. We stopped looking at this. And we received so much message like, okay, we totally understand. Good job. Good luck with the, we keep following. Good job. And so it's good. Wow. It's amazing. Do you think like you, you need to make this kind of vlog to make a proper living of surfing or it's something you enjoy doing? No, it's, it's a, a plus, like being on Instagram, being on YouTube now. It's more a choice that we, we add together and it's, It's kind of good as well because you you are closer to people and uh, with a record wave or we don't know yet. But uh, as soon as I surf it, it was uh, Wednesday and uh, the day after we was like, okay, maybe we should not do an, the normal vlog and we put the, the the vlogs that we've got for next week and we'll maybe put the the GoPro footage raw that we've got of, uh, of the wave. It was good to share the moment. It was the day before and the wave that I surfed was my biggest better wave that I surf ever. So it was good to, to share it with the people. And uh, we had the information about the speed of the wave. It was 66 kilometers. And uh, and few times it was more than 50. You need to check. <laughs> But it was uh, it was really fun to share new information and new things. And uh, yeah, it was from from the day before. So I really liked this age change. We don't need to to be on uh, on YouTube. It's just a It's choice. It's part of being an athlete, a professional athlete right now. I think you cannot be, uh, unless you are the best in the world and nobody can do what you do and you're really the best and the best one, but... Nowadays, like your world champ one time and next year is going to be another guy world champs. Like it's not enough to be like uh, really good. You have to create content and you have to, it's a real job. If you don't really enjoy what you do, you don't do something good. So you have to find a way to enjoy what you do. And so for us was doing vlogs, like video was something that we learned something new and we share a way like we, we do something that, that we like. Like we like to share and what's the easiest way to share, to do something that is not like a real pain in the ass to do. Like, oh, I don't want to do this. I just want to surf. And it was like a good mix. Like doing those YouTube videos was something that, and it was, that, that you like doing. Yeah. Because yeah. surfing, sadly, sometimes and more often in women surfing, sometimes the the best women in competition or the best surfers don't get like proper recognition from sponsors because maybe like the sponsors are looking for something else. What's your, what's your position on that, Justin? Yeah, it's, it's tricky because now surfing is so big that some brands are looking for sometimes more the lifestyles and the proper performance uh, of surfing. So we just need to do a mix. It's hard to understand sometimes, but, uh, For us, we are really trying to, to do a mix about performance, creating uh, content, uh, showing the, the real life that we are living, showing the behind the scenes, the training. We are trying to show and to be real and to show everything. But uh, then it's a choice about uh, people. There is some some girls who have got the choice to to show this side of themselves. Uh, for for us, uh, it's our choice to to show more the performance and the the behind the scene. I would say yeah, the... to share our life. Like uh, surfing is our life, or surfing waves in other is our life, and what we do 
to serve those waves or what we do when there is no waves or what we decide to share. No, it's awesome. So, I think people are really lucky to have like vlogs like this to realize, like to realize this. And, uh, I feel like you are making women look amazing just in you, like surf, uh, wave as big as men's. And it's funny. I had a conversation with my, uh, girlfriend before I came on that trip and I, we were talking about how in sports in general, it's so hard for women to be at the same level. As men sometimes, I don't know if you look at women's soccer or like a lot of sports, but you surf wave as good as men's or better than men's. And it's crazy. It's, I don't know, positioning. <laughs> I don't know. But... It's funny. The question is always coming. There is another girl that surf, Maya. She's a Brazilian girl and everybody's tried to compare Justin and Maya, but I've never seen Justin speaking about Maya or trying to compare herself to Maya. I've seen Justin speaking about Maya, Sebastian, Lukash, like surfers. Like she look at surfers and not like he's a guy or she's a girl. And she look at Maya. Oh, she does this really well. But Lukash, he does, he does this really well. And she tried to improve herself looking at surfers and not looking at he's a guy so I cannot do it she's a girl so I have to do what she does no she tried to take the best of every single surfer and so there is no men's there is no yeah, women there is no, there men, is no only, surfers. only surfers for her and it's really interesting to see how she reacts because for me I tried okay like there is one girl doing this so she can do this but then I learned with her that no there is no girls and guy and it's useless to compare it, it is stupid like, mm -hmm. like I, that was i was gonna make this point this is amazing what you say there is no girls there is no guys there is just like athletes and i feel like sometimes the fact that maybe girls are less i don't know strong at sport than men is because we told them from the beginning that there is girls and there is guys and maybe like there is the difference of level but no there is not like you're the human you're the living proof yeah. you know like <laughs> and I'm, I'm lucky because there is nature as well and uh, when the wave is coming if you've got and if Fred decides that okay this one gonna be a good one and it's the biggest one okay I will be on the biggest one but uh, there is some sport that you can see more because the uh, muscular affect is, is more important. But uh, on some sport, you really definitely can, I think, uh, make the change with more technical point or I know that I don't have that much big muscle, so I need to, to work on different things on, uh, uh, endurance on, I don't know, of technical part of my surfing that I, I could improve. And uh, like this, I will need to have less muscle because I'm more technical or so. Just about knowing yourself, knowing on what you can improve and what you need to achieve your goal. And as a human, you've got a goal. Girls, boy, just who, achieve who it. Yeah, just, just go, go for, go for she, it. She spoke about the GoPro video on the wave. And when we showed the video to one of the best surfers here, like he's a guy and he surfed better than anybody. And he looked at the video and he saw her, like, uh, she's going really low. Like on the board, she's like really flexible and she's going really low. And the first thing is like, I think I couldn't have surfed that wave because she succeeded that wave because she was able to go that low and really flexible and manage the speed and the, the bumps on the wave because she was that flexible. And he has so much muscle that he's not flexible like her. And he's like, yes, maybe I'm the best surfer here, but I couldn't have surfed that wave uh, better than you did. 
because you're so flexible. And she's a girl, he's a guy, he's the best guy here. He was like, well, just like, is, yeah, she can do stuff awesome. that I cannot do. And but it's a people. balance of everything about confidence in the team, about your training, knowing yourself and having the experience enough to go in good, big conditions. So, so it's a big mix of everything. So for me, it's not just the wave and the flexibility and the muscle and the, it's just a... It's a big mix of yeah, everything. Yeah, what, what? everything. And, and every time it's a, it's a learning process and you, you can learn and you can improve. And so it's everything, uh, all the time and, uh, anywhere. Like even, even cooking, I'm, I'm training. <laughs> <laughs> I am. If you, if you have like one advice to give to like a girl that's starting surfing and that looks up to you and that wants to, be a big wave surfer one day. What would be that one advice? Going step by step, I would say, and um, believe in yourself and uh, enjoy what you do. Yeah, enjoy. If you like what you do, if you love what you do, you will do it well, and you will be okay to spend so many hours in the ocean because experience is the key as well. So going really slow, slowly by enfin, step by step, and uh, and be confident that if you've got a goal and if, Everything is possible. You just need to, to take the time to work on it and be aware of everything. Um, asking some advice. When we came to Nazareth, we asked a lot of advice and, uh, be open to learn from others as well. If you love something, go for it. Yeah, because Life is short. There's going to be a, a lot more, uh, young girls and boys starting surfing. It's, uh, going to the Olympic for the first time this year and surfing is, getting bigger and bigger and now there is a even like wave park that you can surf like a uh, wave coming uh, from a machine where do you think surfing is going like with the olympic and <laughs> where do you think is going and do you like where it's going <laughs> it's going everywhere <laughs> and uh, i think it's 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 good it's good for for everybody and uh, it's different like uh, now you can surf uh, in some big cities and will, you will be able in maybe 10 years to surf everywhere. I don't know. But uh, yeah, with a wave pool, it's crazy. And um, even in the ocean, we've got so many places that we, we still can go and uh, discover some new place. So um, I think there is surfing now for everybody, every kind of person that uh, maybe the, the, the surfers that, prefer more the city, the city lifestyle and everything will be enjoying the wave pool. Maybe, yeah, us, uh, our approach is now and turning with big wave. It's because uh, as well, we really like the the, the feeling, the vibe of about uh, big wave surfing. There's less people in the water. You need to look for the other one, what is doing. You, you can call your friend to go in the water because there is nobody and you don't want to go by yourself. This is kind of the, the old days. And uh, we really like this, this kind of surfing, but there is some people who really like uh, going uh, with more people in the water. And so, so I think there is just more, more different kind of surfing. More possibilities. More possibilities. What, yeah. what if tomorrow, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Kelly creates a, a, <laughs> a big wave uh, machine and that you can like surf 60 foot waves like this? Would you enjoy it or would you be like, oh, no, I prefer like the nature? I think I will enjoy it, but few minutes, few hours, maybe, and then for sure, nature, nature is is magic that you 
I really love the, the being in the ocean for sure. But uh, yeah, wave pool is nice as well. It's different for for Olympics, uh, for example. Uh, it's it's really good for training. We can't go in the water today, tomorrow, and the day after, and, and working on the same tricks. But with the wave pool, it would be possible to work on on uh, one tricks and then uh, to improve a lot. So so surfing gonna really. Uh, Will so, improve. Yeah, will improve. And it's really easy to compare, like to say, okay, wave pool is worse than the ocean or nature is better than the, but if you look at this, you will complain your whole life. But if you look at what can I take from the wave pool and use it to make me a better person or better surfer or whatever, like it's good. Like there is always like good things to take from the pool and bring to the ocean. Or if you don't like the wave pool, let the people go to the wave pool and. But it's good so if, for... if they create like a wave pool for a giant wave, <laughs> <laughs> let's try and let's see yeah, why. Exactly. And the only thing have... is, yeah, if it respects the system and doesn't consume so much electricity or respect the environment, it's better, way better. Like if they create something that destroys the environment or use so much energy, I think it's not a it's not brilliant. Great. But yeah. if it's something that is respectful and useful for everybody, let the people enjoy that. The people that want to enjoy, let them enjoy. The people that want to try, let them try. And if you want to work on something or if it helps you, it's perfect. Word of wisdom. What do you think is the, the limit to uh, big waves? I don't know, like, since it's so sad, but like the earth with global warming or whatever is going to be more and more crazy natural elements. So potentially like even bigger waves that we, we've ever seen before. What, what do you think is the, the limit to big wave surfing. You think you could surf a hundred foot wave one day or? <laughs> Maybe one day. There's no limit for sure. I feel like for the moment we, we almost surf the biggest wave uh, that the, the ocean can create. But we haven't seen bigger wave than what we surf for the moment. And here in Nazare, we can probably see something bigger because we see the numbers, the number of the size of the wave, the period and the direction of the swell. We can see those numbers and those numbers can be bigger. Like we know that those numbers. So the day that those numbers come together and are good, like the good direction, the good size and the good period is going to be giant and bigger than what we've seen. But we cannot control when it will come or if it will come or, but if it comes and we are ready and we will try. And the sport is evolving. We need jet ski, but the jet skis are more powerful. We need boards, but the boards are more technical and with a lot of materials. And the surfers are more trained and the, we are building teams now. Like it's an individual sport, but we are building a team. So teams will be bigger. Uh, there is more and more like uh, brands interesting in surfing. So more money coming. So more uh, possibility to evolve and to create something that will allow us to surf bigger ways. And, mm -hmm. and safety, you told me too, is getting uh, bigger. You were talking this afternoon with a, a friend from uh, Germany who's a, a gnarly big wave surfer. And, uh, Justin was telling me that you are trying to create so, uh, a more safer environment. Justin told me that he is bringing his own doctor and he's bringing his own, uh, oxygen machine on the beach when the, the swell is, uh, is bigger. So I feel like it's making your head more clear on the wave, knowing that you have all this safety. Before they were surfing big wave with board shots, <laughs> no jet ski, no live vest, no nothing. But now we have vests. So why surf without vests? 
Now we have the possibility to have doctors on the beach. So why we don't use doctors? We're not stupid. Like we don't want to die and we just want to enjoy our time because we do it. We like what we do. We don't wait for any, any reason. The most important reason why we do this is because we enjoy it. So we won't risk our life and we will put the most investment we're going to put is in the safety and the security. It will help us to be confident, like you said, to push the limits, but she will never go surf if she doesn't trust the team around her or if she doesn't trust the, the vest she has or if she doesn't trust the board, she will not surf. That's our main goal, to make everything good, the safety good, and try to evolve. We we can do a lot. Like for the moment, there is one doctor when there is giant swell. Why we need a doctor every time we go surf? Yeah. And uh, there is uh, oxygen not every day. We need oxygen every day. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, like, that was going to be my, my next and, and probably uh, last question. What's the ultimate goal? Is it like surfing in a more safe environment? Is it surfing the biggest wave? What's your uh, biggest goal, Justin, for the next 10 years, let's say? It's surfing bigger wave, better And with a better team. <laughs> so it's everything. <laughs> yeah. Pushing um, the limits. Yeah, like pushing the li limits on everything. And I think there is a lot of space for, for improvement, for sure. And uh, I really love this um, this way that big wave surfing is getting with, with a team like this. Uh, it's becoming really a team sport and it's really interesting. It's different. And, uh, and there is so much emotion, so much passion. And when we go in the water uh, with uh, with Clément, with Fred, it's it's just about uh, love, and we are like uh, the emotions are so high. When she surfed that wave, like she was super happy, but I was like so happy, and Clément was so happy, and Andre on the radio, he was like like screaming, like everybody <laughs> was like super stoked. But she surfed the wave. We did like we were not surfing that wave, but the whole team plays uh, his part. Everybody did what he has to do. And we are just like all together, like super happy sharing one moment. And I don't see anywhere else in the surfing world uh, something we can share like that. Like yeah. she surfed that wave and we were like four people, like really like super stoked. And I knew mm -hmm. that I will not be able to surf this wave at all if they will not be there. So it's really like a team family, I would say, even more than a teamwork. It's and a the funny work. thing is that she surfed that wave and the surfers around, they all came and they were all like, fuck, like, what did you just do? Like, that was amazing. Oh, that was good. And the guy in the water filming, he came and he's like, wow, that's the biggest wave I've ever seen. And everybody was talked about it. Like, it's not like, wow, she did this and I need to do better. Or no, everybody was super happy. And, and me, my, I was... My whole perspective changed on surfing right now because I thought that was like a super lonely sport because you're in the water kind of by yourself waiting for the wave. But like my, my perspective totally changed, which is amazing. I think there is a <laughs> lot of kind of different surfing. Mm -hmm. So, What's your latest word? Anything you want to add or anything I didn't like talk about you wanted to talk about just thanks for the support thanks a lot <laughs> to have listening all these minutes oh I don't know but yeah thanks so much and uh, if you want to to see more go on uh, Instagram on YouTube we've got plenty of content and yes yeah, thanks so much and uh, keep sure. believing your dream yeah. and go for it you <laughs> <laughs>
You can, uh, you can follow Justine on Instagram at Justine Dupont 33. Also, their YouTube channel, uh, Justine Dupont. Just type yeah. Justine Dupont on YouTube and uh, watch those vlogs. Uh, talking about vlogs, we uh, did one uh, while we were in uh, Nazare. Lots of interesting things happened. So click the link uh, in the show notes to watch the vlog. Fred, uh, any last word? No, thanks for coming and uh, thanks for sharing uh, this day with us. And hope you guys enjoy the vlog, his vlog, our vlog, <laughs> all of the vlogs, <laughs> the next vlogs. All right. Wow, what an episode. Thank you guys so much for your attention. Some of my personal takes away from Justine are that she pretty much built her confidence from surfing little waves to surfing giant monsters. And the relationship she has with Fred is absolutely amazing. Imagine the trust they have between uh, each other would be incredible, you know. Basically, I understood that there is no limit to big wave surfing because they are building this community and uh, safety for all the surfers to come surf Nazare. So I feel like we're going to see some even bigger wave surfed. Let me know what's your personal take from the interview and share it with the hashtag DecodingAthletes on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me so I can see it. The vlog we did in Nazare was crazy. I got pulled into a Nazare wave, like pretty much first time surfing. I crashed so bad. You can just watch it in the vlog. And uh, the video podcast is cool too. We'll link it in the show notes. Subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. It was my pleasure to have you on Decoding Athlete today. See you next week. Bye. Decoding Athletes with Matthias Dondois is a production of Maniac Studios for Red Bull Media House.